Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Managing Editor of Fightful.com here. It is October 16th. We have Monday Night Raw to talk about. A lot of, I don't know, if, well, some news, some bickering, some beefing going back and forth. Plenty to talk about on tonight's show. Uh, if you all haven't been to Fightful.com, head over there. We got all your latest news, exclusives, interviews, photos, videos, podcasts. We have forums all the way across sports and entertainment. Today we did a story about Triple uh, H. on Kenny Dykstra talking his indie work since returning to WWE and how that's helped his bookings. We have a ton of new UFC stories. James Lynch, one of our new signings, has been getting us interviews left and right. Showdown Joe has a column looking at MMA super fights on the horizon. And also David Tease this weekend did Ring of Honor Global Wars coverage for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm talking like a ton of exclusives over at Fightful. Plenty of uh, things that you all haven't seen before every day when you go visit Fightful.com and that you can't get anywhere else besides Fightful.com. I am joined by the Alex, formerly known as Associate Editor, Alex Palowski. Yes. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm enjoying my status as lazy part-timer uh, because if yes. you're a part-timer, you have to be lazy. In the wrestling biz, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well. Um, weekend was fraught with stuff, but hit, hitting the hitting the ground running on a new week and a new raw, 
go home, baby. With with drums, with all kinds of drums. Oh, yeah. Plenty of drums this weekend as well. Uh, as you all saw, by the way, guys, uh, not drums, but we did hire a new associate editor, Brian, uh, who has spent a lot of time at Wrestling Observer. Very glad to have him on. His first full day was today. So you all can uh, contact him over on Twitter. I'll get you his handle right quick. Uh, but he will also be active in our forums, our comment section, all that good stuff. But a good experienced dude, West Coast guy. So uh, definitely welcome him to Fightful.com. And like I said, use those forums. We're always doing contests, things like that. Monday Night Raw. We're going to save the the non-Raw stuff towards the end of the show, I think. I think that's best uh, because there, there's plenty of it. The Shield is back with their old gear and music. Yep. What do you think of this, Alex? There were some that speculated maybe because of the T-shirt, it had their individualized gloves and all that, that yep. they wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But they, they, they did, and Dean Ambrose's doesn't fit very well. Nope, uh, it doesn't. Neither does, neither does Seth Rollins. Uh, all those buckles and everything with the straps, way, there's way too much flare out from the straps because everything's too small. So he just had to cinch it, and he's got the, the little straps flat. It, it was sad to me. Like, not only are you guys going to reunite, which is totally fine, but the fact that you can't reunite without going back to doing the exact same thing that you were doing before, it's kind of, come on. Like we, it's been three years. Like you still have the SWAT uniforms just hanging out, like pulling out of storage. It was, it was odd. I um, thought they needed people doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Isn't I don't know. What one of the guys said they, some they, guy. They did. It, it felt like a decision to be like, "Hey, you remember these guys, right? And if you don't, we're going to give you all the hints until you do remember them, and then you'll start cheering Roman." And as we found out later, that didn't work too well. But people love these guys as a trio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, you all can follow Brian Rose, our new associate editor, at BR26 on Twitter. Go do that uh, for sure. Here's the hoping Reigns can have an overhaul after this. Like, I don't care if they put him in Jesus's old, like, suspenders and beater and orange pants. Whatever, just something different. Uh, they challenge all four uh, of their TLC opponents, but Kurt Angle prevents it. They all come out. Kurt says, this isn't happening. If you all want your matches the way that they're supposed to be constructed, then you're going you're gonna to back off. Harmless and effective opening segment, but uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot to this. Just pretty simple. They just wanted to come out and get the crowd hot. That's yeah, really sure. it. We're going to start rating some of these segments, too, on the uh, ratings that I put out after Raw, SmackDown, and uh, the show, and the pay-per-views because some of them I really want to give, like, 2.0s to. This wasn't one of them, but there's some – like, I had a request to do this. So I was like, you know what? I'll start giving ratings to uh, promos. Why not? Titus Worldwide and Jason Jordan defeated Elias and the Good Brothers. I tell you what, if I could give – this pre-match promo a rating, it'd be a solid seven because yeah. uh, Elias and the Good Brothers have some really good, really great chemistry, Alex. Uh, they absolutely do. Um, these are three guys who are nominally heels but have gotten over with the smart crowd 
with the people who like to be ironic. Um, I, I, I appreciate good performances, whether or not I'm supposed to boo them. Uh, and I love these guys. These guys are so excellent what they do. Uh, Elias is just great. He's just, he improves every week, uh, including his guitar playing. Like, I remember when he was first starting that yeah. gimmick out in, in NXT, it was rough. But now, like, he's, he's getting much better. And th- you cannot tell me that the Tweener Good Brothers are not one of the best, most fun They're acts great. on the show. I mean, Carl Anderson went out there and did a full-on cover of the Honky Tonk Man's theme song. These guys are great. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to boo them because they're great. I'm sorry. They're, they're fun, and I, I like them a lot. Um, the three of them together is, is totally. Is, if if WWE had a trios division, had a you know a six-man tag championship division, I would absolutely see these guys as a, as a, as a top contender for that for that belt. They sing a song about Jason Jordan being a nerd. I enjoyed it. They also sang the Honky Tonk Man's theme. Like, Elias is just so good at the little things, like commanding the crowd. And he's just really, really good at it. I've, I'm a, I've become a fan of Elias. Michael Cole puts over that a female IndyCar driver joined Titus Worldwide. I thought that was a pretty cool thing for him to do, like, to be aware of, to do that, like, that it's not just within wrestling. Titus is getting people from outside of wrestling, Alex. Yeah, he's gotten a few um, football team mascots as well. So, you know, he's, he, he's, Titus casts a wide net over everything to get them onto the uh, Titus brand. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, pretty much every week now, you'll be able to see some kind of fallout video with him recruiting somebody. Uh, who was at the show that particular night. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Titus is really um, making lemonade with the lemons. You know what I mean? Like, the Titus Worldwide thing is way bigger than I think anybody ever thought it was supposed to be. Um, and him and Cruz are great together. And honestly, I I like Jason Jordan as as being as a part of this thing, too. Like, is he's like this, even this, still in it? To, I haven't seen him as part of that. I mean, here's the thing. Tozawa got beat down last week on 205 Live, and his boys were nowhere to be seen, and they didn't mention it this week on Raw. Well, I mean, Cruz isn't, like, hanging out at 205 Live. Why the hell is he there? No. But I'm just saying, like, there was no mention of it. Like, they they could have shown him backstage with his, you know, because he got got Drew Gulak's signpost that says no chance. He got that right in his throat. Yeah. uh, Which apparently is going to stop him from doing his chant or at least for the time being. That's a major story over on 205 Live. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it does seem like he's the uh, odd man out at this point. But um, this match was fine. You know, some mid-card fun to start off your night. Yeah, I'm wondering how this Elias-Titus worldwide thing is still a feud because Elias always beats them. Like, it's borderline stalking at this point. But then mm-hmm. right after Apollo beat Carl Anderson, so I'll just shut up now. Right. Backstage, Alexa Bliss asks Emma to team with her against Mickey and whatever partner she can find. This begs the question, why isn't Alexa teaming with Nia Jax? Aren't they buddies again? Well, yes, they should be. But, however, Emma has a match on the pay-per-view, and so you have to get her on the show at some point doing that. Um, I agree, but Nia isn't a part of the of the show this Sunday's, and Emma is, and that's that's the idea. But yes, don't 
retcon their breakup to get them to be friends again and then not include it the next week. It just, again, it just goes, comes down to, you know, laziness and in, in yeah. your storytelling. You, it's easy to talk about. And they don't. They I don't know do where we'll get these cruiserweights over, though. Seated crossface headlocks. <laughs> Rich Swan comes out to even the odds of Cedric Alexander versus Jack Gallagher, who was accompanied by Brian Kendrick. They gave us a bit of a primer before this, which I hope they showed the live crowd too, but I like that. They need to do more of that. Yeah. Because 205 Live's numbers are way up of late, but still, still not a whole lot of people are watching that show. So give them a primer. Giving a primer isn't going to make people turn off Raw if you're right. about to do a cruiserweight segment, but it might get another set of eyes or two on 205 Live. Something with 205 Live I think that would be really, really good for the show as a whole is to put together like a four-minute highlight package of every episode the following day on YouTube. Like just get all the best things from every match, um, the, the fun promos, the big spots and people will go, wow, I might tune in next week, you know, just because, or that's the way they consume it. And you can, you know, you can get more revenue from that, uh, ad from that video. But I just feel like people think it's a, it's a whole time commitment. I got to watch another show. I got whole, I got a life outside of watching wrestling, say most people who watch wrestling. And, you know, uh, I totally get that. Um, but for me, 205 Live, has some of the best performers in, in on the whole roster and yeah. um and some of the most fun characters. Gulak's work as the heel politician type who wants to end flipping and kicking and and jumping off of things in cruiserweight wrestling is great. Um and he he does great work. He's a, he does guest work on on commentary for other people's matches. That guy is a future excellent color commentator. Yeah, in, he's in really good. Life. He's really, really good. His promo style kind of it reminds me a little bit of EC3s, and that's a very good thing. That's yeah. a very, very good thing. Miss TV, I don't know why Cesaro is talking with his mouth guard in. Like, I get it, his teeth are still jacked up, but uh, no. There's nothing really in the first few minutes of this. Braun is the guest, <laughs> which gives us the great line, they put me through the announcement table. Well, it is now known as the announcement table. It has a new name now. <laughs> because, I heard, like, you could tell that he was like, man, I messed that one up. <laughs> then he goes, forget it. It's the announcement table now. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it should be in, everyone else can still call it whatever they want to, but he should always call it that yes. for the rest of his career. That's just what he calls it. Um, uh, the other thing notably about this is that uh, Portland, Oregon loves Curtis Axel. Yeah, oh, they sure do. Have, have we? Has there been more stuff? Because I've been kind of out of the loop for the past few days about Bo Dallas not being around. Anything like specific? Well, I, I think those lizards like abducted him, didn't they? It's possible. The aliens. I mean, that's that's certainly a thing that's. Definitely possible in Bo Dallas's life. I just wondered if you we... did an article on that, yeah, 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 yeah. At some point. Well, well, let's ago. take a look back at, at history. The one that I always tout, Kelly Kelly. As it turns out, maybe Tess didn't approve that wedding from the grave because yeah. they're or... splitzos now. Her yeah. and her husband. 
maybe it was a whole like long con by the ghost of test because you know maybe yeah. maybe once you die you can see the future so he was like yeah totally marry him it'll be great <laughs> you know what i mean like knowing it was what a rib oh man that test uh i don't Miss know says that he's adding a Miz says that he's adding a fifth member to this this group because the Shield said that they could beat four or five. The crowd wants Curtis Axel, and he's doing the Birdman hand rub about it, like he's ready to go. Angle come out comes out, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." And then Miz talks him into it. He says that if Braun beats Roman Reigns tonight, TLC becomes a five on three match. If he loses, it's back to three-on-three. Three. I thought this was a pretty awesome way to add stakes to a main event on a go-home show yep. where a lot of stuff doesn't have stakes. Yeah. Um, agreed. And I think that if they added four more guys, let's say it was eight-on-three, <laughs> everyone knows somehow the Shield's going to win. Like... They're not losing. Well, they didn't beat match. CM Punk when it was one on three. Yeah. So, well, yes, but that wasn't their reunion match. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a weird thing with with stuff that you know as a smart fan that the writers are writing ahead of time, so that I don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, five on three, great, wonderful. I don't. Who doesn't matter? You're going to put the ghost of Andre the Giant in there. They're still going to lose that match. You know, so it's it's a weird thing that, that I think they think they're making the Shield even bigger underdogs, which will make you cheer for them way harder, especially Roman, right? That The whole thing to me feels like this way of like, let's get Roman over by putting him back together with the guys you like and making them bigger underdogs, oh, yeah. which, which I guess, like, I never thought of the Shield as underdogs when they were making their first run. They were badasses who stripped anybody. Now, now this is that's how you make them underdogs is you stack the deck. Now, everybody knows they're going to win, and everybody knows the score with Roman. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're out there with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. We like you. Mm-hmm. But individually, oh, not so much, man. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, like, piss off for a little while by yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, this, this is the way it is. So uh, everyone is banned from ringside for all the Shield matches tonight. Alicia Fox has shown in her inset promo complaining about not having a T-shirt, even though she got a T-shirt this week. Yeah. It's, it's possible she saw the shirt and, and disowned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shirt doesn't exist. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it says, Crazy Like a Fox... And there's a cartoon lady fox, like being all sexy, wearing Alicia Fox's ring gear. And that's the shirt. So, hey, great. She's got merch for the like second time in her 10 years. That's good. Good for her. But I don't yeah, know. She really committed to that character. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, we'll see later how far she went in committing it. Sure. Oh, my God. You know what? That's the whole thing. You know what? If you're playing crazy... Play like go to go to eleven. Don't go to eight and a half and say that's crazy enough. Make it as crazy as possible, and she does it. She sure does. The it's boss timeline makes me groan. I hate that WWE does that all the time. It's so annoying. We get the usual spots in this match: a great Alicia Fox backbreaker, 
Bank statement out of Sasha. She wins. After the match, backstage, Sasha gets attacked. Now, after the match anyway, Sasha was marked up real good. Like, she was cut up and bruised up and busted open a little bit. Tell us a little bit about this attack backstage. Um, well, you know, it's one of the things where, oh, okay, so so we're going full on with, with this Alicia Fox, you know, like, psychotic heel thing which is fun i'm i'm in i'm in on it uh good for good for foxy getting back in the scene like she had been away for so long from tv and before that she was just that you know different cruiserweights girlfriends on 205 live so i'm happy that she's back in the ring and wrestling and i'm happy that she gets to do this which she does better than anybody else uh my favorite part of course was when the ref came in and 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 told her to stop. And so she shoved him down too. And the way he landed, basically dropped an elbow on Sasha Banks. And he was like, "You can't push me. I'm the referee." And I'm pretty sure I heard Alicia Fox say, "You don't look like my dad. You can't tell me what to do." And I, was like, I love you, Alicia Fox. Uh, she's so good at playing this. Uh, but the, the backstage brawl was brutal. Like they were throwing. Sasha Banks into road boxes left and right. Those things are hard. There's no give on those things. There's yeah. metal all over them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in on this. This could be fun. Something for Sasha to do while they wait for the eventual thing that they're going to do with her and Bailey. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Please, please, please. Enzo Moray comes out in a Canadian tuxedo. He has to lamely throw to a video from last week. This should really just be shown right before the segment, like to the live crowd. I mean, make it your damn Pennzoil slam of the week or whatever the hell it is. Who cares? Uh, fart noises again when Kalisto comes out. He unloads some really bad lines. Enzo just kills him on a promo, like as you would expect. Like right. the odds of this are like. If Mike Tyson in his prime fought CM Punk straight up in a boxing match, I think that CM Punk would have better odds than Kalisto versus Enzo in a promo battle. Yes. Drew Gulak, Noam Dar, Arya Davari, Tony Nese all attack uh, Kalisto. Mustafa Ali comes out to a little bit more of a reaction, cleans house for a little bit, but he doesn't really have any build leading to this. Mm -hmm. Like over because he's jumped so yeah they're leading to this program where this guy who attacked enzo last week in the middle of a match then this week came down unintelligently and got his ass handed to them to him mm -hmm. I, I don't know i don't know i like that's just not that's what everybody wants to cheer somebody get, getting their ass kicked for making a dumb decision right also uh, of note another ray mysterio reference yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, he's little. He's Latino. He wears a mask. And therefore, he will always be compared to, even subconsciously in our minds, Rey Mysterio. You don't need to point it out four or five times a night. Like, that's that's kind of overkill. <laughs> Does look a lot like him, but I mean, sure. he's a little bit bigger. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's... It, right. There's there's there are similarities there, and they they invite a comparison. 
you saying it over and over and over again is like, no, we, yeah, we get it. Yes. And for most fans who watch both, he's not going to be compared favorably in our minds to Ray, you know, who might be the greatest ever. And he's very good. Kalisto's very good at what he does, but he's not going to be Rey Mysterio. And so you bringing up how he's kind of like Rey Mysterio, and we go. I, I don't yeah, know if he, he ever is. would be Rey Mysterio or not because they won't. They just won't let the chains off of these guys. Like no, that's you're thing. gonna have. Here's the thing. Like I know it's unfortunate. It's high risk offense. You're, you're gonna have injuries and stuff like that. But and I hate to make it sound like oh they're disposable because they're not. They're humans. But you ain't using like twelve of these guys. Yeah, right. If one does get hurt, God forbid, you can plug somebody else in, right. and I think yeah. you'll be just fine. But you stand a better chance letting them go out and just pull out all the stops and do what they do because yeah. there are things that Seth Rollins does that cruiserweights 15 years ago did. But there are still things that these cruiserweights can do now that Seth Rollins can't do, that Apollo yeah. Crews can't do, that we can't, that we don't always see. There, there are just things that uh, you gotta let them. You gotta let them do their thing, right? The Mustafa Ali thing is that they they easily could have set this up weeks ago by having him be the guy who really was against Enzo Amore coming in. Because remember, for a while, everyone was willing to let him just come in and like you know, let's see what happens. And but if he yeah. was the guy who was like, no, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And other, other baby faces were like, just give him a chance. He's like, no, you'll see. I don't like this guy. And he was proven right. Then you could have that be the through line that carries along through this thing. But because everyone, everyone was just like, yeah, whatever. Thanks for coming. You know, and then like, wait a minute. I don't like the way you're talking to us. And everyone's doing the <laughs> same thing. And that's, that's not a way to get anybody to stand out. You have to have individual characters along those lines. Um, but yeah, there's the idea like that. Hey, that's my friend Kalisto. I'm gonna come in and save save him for 12 seconds <laughs> until I get jumped too. Um, there was some cool stuff where they were alluding to the fact that because Enzo makes so much money with his uh, with his merch, that he had literally paid off those four guys to come in and jump Kalisto. Well, they're think... getting a flat fee for the video game, according <laughs> to Joe Lanza. So, uh, it's fun. And I get the feeling Joe Lanz is not throwing out duty info. Um, programming note, guys, we have a new MMA podcast on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern now with James Lynch. A little bit of a different show than that of with uh, the, of with uh, Joe on Tuesdays. By the way, you can check out that show Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Also, this Saturday, immediately following UFC Poland, this Donald Cerrone-Darren Teal fight, we're going to be talking about uh, Gegard Musashi's Bellator debut and the uh, UFC Poland show. And, of course, we're coming at you right after TLC on Sunday. Of course, uh, tune in to that Wednesday list and your boy flagship show. It has always been a, it's always a good time. I have a poll up on my Twitter asking if you guys, like, how do you feel if we do some of the interviews without video, with, inter- with video? doesn't matter to you. Give me some feedback on that because i got a ton of interviews where uh, video capabilities just aren't an option, but i got a lot of really great stuff, so... If you guys want to hear those on the list and your boy, let me know. We'll do our best to make it happen. But uh, Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com, we got the hookup, all kinds of shows, all kinds of guests. Uh, When you tune in, we're dropping backstage information, backstage news that you won't find anywhere else. 
like when me and Alex were kind of teasing everybody for about a month that Ronda Rousey was training pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> then people caught on and I had to write the story. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, The Shield. I can officially type that into the little results now. The Shield mm-hmm. yep. defeated the bar to retain the championships. Standard stuff until a really good pop-up uppercut from Sheamus and Cesaro. This was really good. The crowd gets heated up for the Ambrose tag. Uh, the match starts cooking. Nothing that really stands out for me, like adding notes, just really great tag team wrestling, honestly. Sheamus yeah. steals Alicia Fox's backbreaker. Dirty Deeds gets the win. I thought there was a lot of good fundamentals, a lot of good drama here. What'd you think of this tag match? Uh, it's great. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, it was just... But at the same point, I was like, man, the other ones I've seen these guys wrestle were much better than this. But that's – this is still a very good tag match. So I was watching it going, okay, so uh, everyone else is banned from ringside. How are they going to interfere? Oh, they didn't. Oh, that's nice. You know, I was just kind of preoccupied with the rest of it, feeling – it's weird to have like the tag championships on the line on raw and have it feel like an afterthought because everyone's kind of waiting for the other shooter drop and make this major thing happening. Um, it, it, maybe it would have been different had, had the, you know, it wouldn't be like, well, who's the fifth man going to be? It was this, this major thing going along uh, through the through line through uh, commentary through the night um, kind of giving away um, you know, making sure everything was about that as opposed to yeah. whatever else. Um, I did think it was funny. Have you seen? Um, <laughs> have you seen the tweets between Big E and Cesaro about cease and desists? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Big E, they, they somebody sent Big E a picture of like their Cheerios, their fruity Cheerios, or whatever. And they got a unicorn on the box. They're obviously Budios. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen then, that and him asking if WWE has any cease and right. desists. Right. And then Cesaro responds to that. Have you seen the, I think it's a Ford F-150 commercial for a truck? The Get actual far. slogan is, it doesn't just raise the bar, it is the bar. And I'm like, come on, you guys. Ah, okay. Uh, but I just love that Cesaro's like, yeah, can, I, can we also get in on that if you're going to start suing people? Um, I, I, I love the bar, even though I hate the name. Uh, I think these guys are really, really good together. And it's one of those, one of those deals where I hated the best of seven thing so Mm. much. I hated it even more when they were forced to be a tag team. And somehow now I really love these guys. And it's like, damn it, WWE, you played the long con on me. And now you were right. I have to admit you were right. Time got worked. W E R K T. You got worked. Backstage, uh, <laughs> Kurt Axel is giving the bar and Braun Strowman a pep talk. These three guys, all of these four guys, all of them were phenomenal in this backstage segment. Yep. They were all real good. The facial expressions, the delivery. Braun being so matter-of-fact in 80s and everything that he says is really good. Curtis Axel says he wants to fight Roman Reigns right now, and Braun's like, well, go. And Sheamus is like, uh, if you were going to be our partner, you wouldn't be scared of Roman Reigns. 
We'll get back to that later. This was great. It was. So... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. David S. Pumpkins is going to fight one of his cronies at WWE TLC. Man. Any questions? Oh, God. It's just so bad. Why? Why would they do this? Like, the the whole thing, they had Finn come in and get in the damn Halloween-y makeup just to do that pre-tape close-up thing. Uh, And, like, the, the... the production is so bad of like the transition from his regular face to the Halloweeny makeup. Like, do they think anyone, like even four year olds, are fooled by that? Like, it's just, it's bad. Why right? don't do it? Don't do it. It's bad. Don't do it. Um, and the worst part is the worst part is a little little placard that says this Sunday at TLC. Uh, the demon versus Sister Abigail, and they have the picture of the Halloweeny makeup, and then Bray with the eye black around his eyes and the veil over him. And like, oh. if I'm Ciclope from WCW, I'm like, give me my royalties. <laughs> Bro, still on my gimmick. This is dumb. It was bad. Uh, on the right side, Bailey's been getting some nice reactions the last few weeks. She got a good win for uh, being. Mickey James's partner. We get a good amount of your standard. Doesn't mean anything. Women's tag match complete with a breakdown spot that leads to a commercial. The real highlight of this, I think Emma, like to me there, you could list virtually everybody else below Emma and Emma, like a mile ahead as it pertains to tag team wrestling mm-hmm. with the women. She's so good at it. She's so good at it. Like there was a spot where she dragged Bailey outside the ring and just booted her into the, the barricade Really good stuff out of out of Emma there. We get a sad looking Thez press from Mickey James. Mick Kick gets the win. This was just there. <laughs> Backstage though, this is the highlight. Charlie Cruz <laughs> tiptoes around Mickey James's age like she's solid snake in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> trying to complete a mission. <laughs> Mickey's like Oh, 
My age? Well, I'm going to beat that biscuit butt. Tamina is older than Mickey James. That's the only note I have there. I thought that was funny. The match was okay. Whatever. Mickey got a win. Uh, Emma didn't lose. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get those couple of things going there. Yeah. I I was certain Bailey was going to take the pin until I remembered that it's in Michael Cole's contract that every go-home before a Raw pay-per-view, he has to say, blank has just pinned the blank champion. <laughs> every single time. Uh, yeah, we get it. It's a, it's a non-title match, and somebody it, it's a non-title match. And it's a tag match. So it means nothing. But thanks for pointing that out to us. Um, this is all fine, well, and good. But, yeah, it's ridiculous that they keep harping on the age thing. Mickey's Mickey's not May Young. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a uh, that's part of why it's so ridiculous, man. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, right? It's part of the, the the thing. So wow, I haven't been having us make our predictions as we go along. So I'll oh, do that right after. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Axel showed up upside down before the match. Before this, he was seen creeping on the shield backstage. Now I hope next week the quote-unquote surveillance footage is released. Yeah. Before this, he, he was like, he went off backstage. He's like, this pay-per-view is going to be in my hometown. I need this. I want this. All these guys were so good. The Miz was exceptional oh, in man. discovering him. And it, <laughs> even better in saying he was never the fifth man. Yeah. That was, he's so good. He's so good. He was so great when he when he was told by Braun Strowman where Axel was. And he just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy, he's great. Uh, they're all great. All of them were 100% fantastic. I did think it was funny that, like, Axel was like, he doesn't find Roman alone. He finds Roman with Gene and Seth and is like, yeah, I can take him. Because, because of course, Poor he can do that. He's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Michael McGillicuddy. Going back to his old days of just taking people out. Um, yeah, I, I, I also loved that they didn't beat him down. They hung him up by his ankles because, like, they're like the bullies that they are. It's great. Well, I Total Divas Eps on Twitter posted that thing where they're like Bud Nick and Donkey Lips. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. That was phenomenal. Steel Cage match. Misses on commentary. Braun Strowman uh, hits a nice delayed spine buster. I love that he's still adding to his arsenal. The Shield, the bar, both interfere despite being banned from ringside. Strowman drags Reigns back in the ring by his vest to hit one of the ugliest but coolest looking superplexes ever. Like, even his ugly offense, kind of like because he does it with such conviction, looks pretty good. A big brawl involving all those not in the match spills into the backstage area, and Miz locks them all out. But that facial expression as he does it. If they do a live action Grinch, you don't even have to paint him up. Just <laughs> sit him on top of that mountain. Yep. Yeah. He's the greatest. He's so good. Uh I I I I loved I loved the match. Uh do you know why I love the match so much, Sean? Because the because the door wasn't a part of the match. Yeah, I like that too. When they lock the door, it's like, oh my God, they locked the door. Yeah, the door shouldn't be there. The only way to to get out of the cage should be to climb over it. Let's be fair. The people who were wrestling in these in the 80s were like King Kong Bundy. That's true. (laughs) 
Like they, a lot of these were for Hulk Hogan. Well, my 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 thing is, the steel cage match should be a regular match, except it's just pin or submission inside the cage. Like to, I don't like the escape thing because it, because anybody who says, oh well, I'm gonna leave now, instead of pinning you, to me, it just doesn't it doesn't make them look good either way, heel or face. So I I, I always wanted to be a submission or a pin in the middle of the ring. Um, but the door is unforgivable. So it, when you're, at least when you're climbing out of the cage, there's a lot of cool spots you can do going back into the, into the ring, which they did with the aforementioned superplex. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Um, great uh, near falls. I love the spot that, that Braun and, and Roman do where it's a back press on the, on the, uh, on the cover and when when Strowman kicks out, he just shoves Reigns up yeah. so he's standing. That um, that'll never get old. I love when they do that kind of stuff. These guys were great together. They've been great together for like almost a year. Like this this rivalry. I hope it continues. I, I don't know how it doesn't win feud of the year across the board for every single thing. Like it's been incredible. The only thing possibly is maybe like. Like as as I think about it, maybe Okada Omega, and they've been. Like they have, they've had because they've had right. those two, they've had those great matches, sure. but the feud hasn't lasted the whole year. That's no, but that's such a big contributing factor, and not only that, weekly TV. Yeah, certainly in WWE, there's no argument. And I, I don't know. I'm for me, I think like third or fourth on the list would be Strowman Big Show, like just the matches that those guys have too. had uh, together have, have been great. I like the push up into the Superman punch that Reigns and Strowman do. That's that's always really cool. Kane returns and comes through the ring, which, as we as we mentioned off the air, I mean, at least there's a reason. <laughs> Roman Reigns did retire his brother, yeah, and it was last week on the list in your boy, I believe, that I asked Jimmy Van, who main events a show at age fifty first? Will it be Chris Jericho in a few years, or will it be Kane this year? I think he said Jericho. Sorry, Jimmy. It's going to be Kane because Strowman gets the win after Kane kicks his kicks Reigns' ass real proper. Yeah. Uh, in Jimmy's defense, nobody saw this coming. No, I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> Everyone, myself included, was saying Samoa Joe. He's got to be healthy, and what a cool thing it would be like like Joe to come back from injury and wreck dudes. Because everyone wants Joe to be a feuding with the Shield, like, I think everyone's major thing is Joe and Authors of Pain versus the Shield in a like best of however many you want to do series. Let's just do that, um, and this could start that. Um, but hey, it's Kane. Kane's back. That's fun. Like I, I mean, we haven't seen him since like November or December of. 2016. Last year, last year, he missed WrestleMania. Yeah, Uh, he's he is out there humping for every vote he could possibly get. Uh, Stumping, I believe, is the actual word. I don't know why I said humping. Yeah, glad you. Stumping. uh... He's on on the stumping trail. Uh, But uh, yes, he actually right there humping for votes. (laughs) Old game. (laughs) He he's he's been doing he's been doing uh, uh, events with. current and past uh, wrestlers, including one he did, which was the Yes, Yes, Yes Festival uh, with with Daniel Bryan. 
which I thought was fun, uh, getting Team Hell No back together. Uh, but I guess he's got a break from campaigning uh, and is uh, ready to come back and do at least a one-off. But it really looked cool with him and Strowman in the ring together. Like, like you don't, you don't realize how big Strowman is, really. And you're like, oh, remember that yeah. guy that was a giant that was everyone knew was a giant even 20 years ago when the sport was filled with giants? He's, he looks the same size as Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's it's cool to have Kane back because, you know, he was a major deal for a long, yeah. long, long time. And it's been weird not having him around for a year. 20-year 20, 20 anniversary of his Kane yeah. debut yeah. this month. Yeah. Which I, I would hope that they bring up on the, the pre-show. But, and what a career that guy has had. What, and, I, you know, he's the type of guy that, if he does come back for a little run and he's going to be gone, he's retiring for good. He's going to have somebody write him off. Yeah. Like that's, that's how he is. Just, just amazing what he's been able to do and how reliable he's been. And actually I listened to the, the Bruce Pritchard podcast, uh, the bad blood 97 one. And I think he named one of his kids after Kane. He was so proud of that creation and the longevity of it. And he keeps one of the Kane masks and stuff. So that says something, a guy who was around so long is so proud of a certain character. And he should be because longevity to that degree is, is, is remarkable. And, you know, there have been times when he's grown stale and there have been times where he just didn't fit in. And then, then there were times that they plugged him right back in and it's made for some pretty good stuff, but, Shout out to that guy for being able to not just be as effective as he's been for 20 years, but to overcome some real duty gimmicks before yeah. that. Yeah. Fake diesel, Ugh. duty. The evil dentist, duty. How about the time he, he played how about the time he played a goddamn Christmas tree? <laughs> he wrestled as a Christmas tree, y'all, with garland mm-hmm. and ornaments. Impressive. That guy. That guy. So uh, that's your match for TLC. I'm going with the Shield winning this match. It's the Shield versus the Bar, Miz, uh, Braun Strowman, and Kane. I, mean, I would imagine that's the way you're leaning to. Yeah, no, it's absolutely going to be the Shield. I They haven't announced it yet. I'm assuming it's just a regular one fall to a victory match, but I would love it if it was uh, elimination uh, because that could be a lot of fun. Because, you know, Miz gets eliminated in the first two minutes, uh, and then you could actually, you know, get it, get it down to basically being a three-on-three a three thing um, and have that be the, the major part of the match would be fun. But the, the, uh, way, the way I go after this, I have Braun Strowman, like, livid at Kane mm-hmm. and work a match with him and write him off like he did Big Show, and it's like yeah. he's writing off. And then, then in about a month, Maybe I have him do the same thing to Mark Henry, just like every Attitude Era monster that they still have. Just right. Braun yeah. is the guy that kills them off. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a I great, mean. it's a great idea. That's absolutely the way I would go too. Because I mean, you got to do something with him until the Rumble. What are you, what are you going to do with him if he's not wrestling for the title? Listen, here's the thing: um, until they included him in this match, there was nothing for him to do. What's, what's he going to do? Step on people? Like he's he's so good. If you don't have him at the top of the card, you have to give me a reason why. And having him decide, I'm taking out everybody, starting yeah. with the big guys. 
until I get to where I want to be. Like that's that's something you can you can you can sell that to me. Absolutely. Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. I don't think there's a chance Mickey James wins this. No, not a chance in hell. Unless they they have uh, Alexa win it the next night on Raw and they have her beat no, her again. That's really the no, only thing. No, don't do that. No, Alexa wins. Uh, this match I'm assuming will be after the Oscar match. Oscar will have have destroyed Emma in that match, and when Alexa wins, Oscar will come out on the stage and basically non-verbally challenge mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss for the title. You have Oscar versus Emma, as you said, Oscar winning. I have her winning as well. Kalisto and Enzo. I think the title goes back to Enzo. I'm a little bummed. I fell for the old Instagram filter where the title looked black because man, the title looked pretty badass with a black strap, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even, a, even a much darker purple would look cool. It's just so vibrant. It looks like it's grape. It's grape flavored. They had that thing for a while where all of their belts were flavored like fruit, fruit by the foot. It was yeah. cherry first and then blue raspberry and then grape. I get the um, feeling after the reaction to that today, the next time they need to get a strap made for it, it'll be black. That's that's just my gut feeling. But who do you have in this match? Yeah, I agree. It's going to go back to Enzo. It seems kind of pointless to do this whole thing with Kalisto to put it on him and to take him off again. Um, I, I hope it goes to Enzo if they're going to then put the strap on Mustafa Ali because that kid deserves it. Um, but then I don't know where Kalisto goes because there's just, you have one solid, great heel in Enzo and a whole bunch of baby faces who are lining up. You know what I mean? It's, it's a situation they've been in all year though with Neville. Right, exactly. So uh, there's no, there's just a whole, like once you get it on a baby face, there's only one guy they can pass it on to because none of the other heels have stepped up. Maybe here's, here's the thing. Maybe you can figure out a way of, of building up crazy Jack Gallagher who wrestles in a damn vest and a tie into being the heel who can take it from somebody, but I, I don't see anybody else doing it. Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick against Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. I get the feeling uh, Alexander and Swan win this. Yeah, probably. This will be a really, really good Go ahead, way of just getting, a really good way of just getting a, a quick win for baby faces. Because I yeah. feel like there's a lot of heel stuff. The Demon versus Sister Abigail. Uh, the Demon? The, the Never great, lost. The Great Pumpkin? Uh, I, guess he'll, I guess he'll win. Oh, God, it's so bad, Sean. Why is it happening? I mean, I've not made it any secret. I've never been blown away by Finn Balor in WWE. But this isn't this isn't doing him any favors. This this no. kind of crap. I mean, there's like ha, the the guy was your first Universal Champion, and now you've you've put the belt on a guy that he can't realistically challenge for the belt. You know what I mean? Like if 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 Brock Lesnar beats Braun Strowman with one F five, what the hell is Finn Balor gonna do to him? Front front drop kick him to death. Hey, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. So, they, they, but they've, they've written themselves into a corner that they have nothing else for Finn Balor to do. They absolutely should have Finn 
take the belt from the Miz, the Intercontinental title, because he could be really great with that belt. They give him something to do besides, you know, messing around with horribly written Bray Wyatt for months. It's just not. It's just not a good scene. Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks. I think Sasha takes this. Yeah, Sasha will take it, and then Alexa will flip out. Uh, sorry, Alicia will flip out afterwards again. That'll be great. No Brock Lesnar on the show, but hot rumor on the streets is uh, that he will be facing Jinder Mahal. You hate everything, Alex. Why right? would you hate this? Oh, come on. This, <laughs> this is bad, man. This is you bad. hate everything. But, Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, non-title match at Survivor Series. Rumored. Rumored. Well, Jinder Mahal, they, say it to them, they said tonight that tomorrow night on SmackDown will be making a major challenge for his next opponent at Survivor Series. So, probably Brock, which, like, here's the thing. Uh, the, the match itself is going to be crap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate it. But it will we'll, we'll, we'll give us the opportunity to see how far Brock Lesnar can German suplex a Singh brother. Yeah, that's true. Like, for distance, I'm thinking he can get it from the ring halfway up the ramp. So, let's just let's see what happens. Because that, that could be a lot of fun. But the match itself will be duty. Yeah, it's going to be real bad. Real bad. <laughs> so plenty of Bullet Club-related stuff this weekend. They, Of course, they had all these Global Wars shows. Results up at Fightful.com. Cody Rhodes cut a promo after his match where he said that he is the biggest damn draw in wrestling. And uh, it is the most financially successful tour Ring of Honor has ever done. It doesn't necessarily make him the biggest damn draw in wrestling, but Roman Reigns responded to an article sent to him and said, I don't even need to click the link and watch. If that house didn't draw over 100K, he's just talking silly. Cody Rhodes replied in a promo at Global Wars saying, I guess that tactical vest isn't just to cover up his drug test. It's to cover up his envy. I made the mistake of tweeting that quote out because then dozens of people like educated me on Roman Reigns' accolades like I said it or something. Right, right. And had they dislodged the, the fishing hook that Cody Rhodes placed in their cheek long enough, they'd realize, yeah, I'm aware of what Roman's done. But Cody, Cody Rhodes with a bullet club where is – one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling anywhere in the world right now. Of course yeah, he's going to come out there and say all that stuff. And listen, yeah, Ring of Honor is doing great with, with their tour. Yes. But they also somebody, somebody tweeted this thing of a picture of the crowd at Raw tonight with the advertised main event being a steel cage match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. And there's just giant empty swaths of crowd. So yeah, like if Ring of Honor tried to run a crowd that run a arena that size, it'd be well, sure, pretty bummy too. But I mean, it's just a weird thing of like you know, oh, you draw. Yes, Roman Reigns, you yourself, just you, you're the one that drew the hundred thousand people to WrestleMania 32 or whatever it was. Like, it's just a weird thing that for them to get back and forth about. Um, Cody but, Rhodes worked a lot of people. Yeah, um, he, he learned from one of the great workers. Yes. Two of the great workers yeah. in the universe. And, I mean, you can dislike Cody Rhodes all you want for his in-ring or whatever. The dude's making a lot of money. He's very over. He is drawing. No, he ain't the best draw in the world. But um, 
he's doing very, very, very well, exceptionally well in a time where it's, there are more possibilities. There are more avenues to do exceptionally well, but, um, you know, Reigns, Roman said some odd stuff. Like he's taken some shots at Bullet Club and stuff, but I think he knows that he's kind of given the rub a little bit. Like he ain't, he's not, he's not a dummy or anything. Like he knows what he's doing. I just don't think he cares that much. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all fine, all well and good. Everything's, that's, that's fine. Um, the thing that, that, that does, <laughs> the whole thing that me the most is all of this, um, the people who are, who are leaving WWE and will be soon of the overtures made by the Young Bucks, among others, to get them to come <laughs> to, to New Japan of, <laughs> they wanted Daniel Bryan to take a selfie with them so that he could get fired and that he could go to New Japan. I thought yeah. that was funny. Uh, and uh, they're just they, very subtly like Marty Skrull saying, hey, Neville, I need a new tag partner for the junior division. Yeah. Uh, like that, I mean, that, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is in the, and Bullet Club are getting a guy with 2.64 million followers to tweet about them like weekly yeah. now. Yeah. W-E-R-K-T. Yeah. Quirk. Not Reigns. He knows what's up. Right. He might just be throwing him a bone for all I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, lots of people getting quirked. Uh Neville, contrary to what has been reported, he was at he was at Raw Monday last week and did leave and was not happy about it. Uh, some of it's about royalty. Some of it's about direction after like what's coming up, but he's been very quiet. WWE does not want to let him go. I can confirm that they really want to keep him. Well, why wouldn't you? He's he's been he's their low key, like lo, lo, one of the, like second or third most valuable guy on the roster for the past year, doing what he's been doing. He's completely reinvented himself. He's been brilliant at what he does, and he's and if they ever took the chains off him and let him actually wrestle heavyweights is a dude who I would absolutely buy as being the heavyweight champion of the world. He's that good. He's great. He's awesome. Uh, Yeah, like I said, WWE doesn't want to let him go. They did let Jimmy Jacobs go, though, after he posted a selfie with Bullet Club, and they they played off of that at the Sunday Global Wars show. Right. Clever. Clever of him to release that shirt. They're going to sell a million of them. I think the, the Bullet Club finds a way to turn these negatives into giant positives. Yeah. And they've gotten a situation where their web series is integrated into ROH storylines. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And now now I, I get all these the, – the quote I keep seeing in the chat is, Cody is cringy now. You can think Cody's cringy now. He is more – he's making more money right now than he ever has before. Period. Well, there's that there's that Austin Aries tweet where he's talking about how he's making more money in the bingo halls yeah. now per date than he was on under contract to the WWE. Um, I think it is funny that both Aries and Neville, who had that really great pre-show match on at WrestleMania, which was not included in any of the DVD sales uh, in the DVD copies, if we're in the UK, I guess, and so they don't get any royalties on that stuff. They're both gone now. Um, yeah. Uh, and 
both those guys were excellent in what they did for several months together. Uh, and, you know, I guess, you know, it's one of those things that there's the people who don't believe, who believe that, that great wrestling isn't really what wrestling's about. Uh, and those people who were like, well, fine, they can go. But I mean, to me, like, it's not all that it's about, but to me, it's a big, pretty big portion. And those guys turned yeah. in like excellent matches every time they were in the ring together. And I, I, I've missed Aries since he's been gone. And if we don't get Neville anymore in the WWE, I will really, really miss that guy. Yeah, I, I will too. I, um, I grew to love him. Fortunately, I mean, the landscape of wrestling is getting really, really, really interesting. And I thought it was headed that way a couple of years ago when when TNA was switching. They were on a network that seemed like it was embracing them in Destination America. Then Dixie Carter went and called the the head a dummy in a thing. And then Destination America had brought in Ring of Honor. So there was that as well. You had New Japan that got the Access deal. So you know you knew that Access wanted to do stuff. Lucha Underground was emerging. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett was starting Global Force Wrestling, and we didn't know what wouldn't become of that. Right. And, like, within six months after the landscape looked so good, none of it looked really good after that. Destination America let their deal with ROH lapse. Fortunately, ROH is doing just fine because they got Sinclair behind them. Yeah. Impact has never recovered from that to, to the degree in which they, they once were. I mean, they can't do 500,000 now. That, that's unfortunate. The only one that, well, you could say Ring of Honor is doing better now because they've got their shows on the internet every damn week anyway. Anybody can watch that. New Japan's doing better because they've got access just foaming at the mouth, like, give us more stuff, give us more stuff. I think we're headed back to an, an interesting little area here because there's, there's so many streaming services and they're all this, but I mean, nothing will ever be as powerful as TV yep. TV where you can just flip on the channel. You can set a DVR and watch it. But uh, I guess we'll see guys. Of course we do have WWE TLC coverage this weekend as well as Bellator and UFC Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, uh, Saturday podcast, a Sunday podcast, Tomorrow I get live with you all uh, with Showdown Joe, 3 p.m. Eastern, Holy Smokes MMA podcast. Check that out. Post Smackdown with Jeff and Anna. Then Wednesday it's The List and your boy, our flagship show. Thursday that MMA podcast with James Lynch. And we have exclusives every single day at Fightful.com. You come to Fightful.com any given day, you will see something that you will only get at Fightful.com. And uh, that's what I love. We're bringing on all these names. This week, we've had exclusives across all three. You had Carlos Toro at the Barclays Center where people were throwing chairs and shit. It was insane. A fun time was had by all. Uh, Head over to those forums. Talk to me. I really want to communicate with our viewership. Uh, Suggest some shirt ideas. We're looking into that as well. But Fightful.com is the place to be at Fightful Online, cross-platform. Alex, where can they follow you? At Pulowski the 4th. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Until next time, guys, leave us a a thumbs up. Subscribe to us. Every thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to give something away. Until next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.